everyone. Welcome to episode 35 of the Badland Girls. Rhea had just told me the number and I'd almost forgotten it either way. <laughs> so that's great. I'm just great. Uh, I'm Destiny. And I'm Rhea. And that's okay. That's happened to me before, before we started recording, where I'm like, wait, I gotta open up the 10 folders to figure out what the number I just told you 10 minutes ago was. <laughs> Hashtag podcaster problems. <laughs> yeah. How are you, Destiny? I'm all right. I uh, had a nice uh, chill week at my uh, new job. Uh, got an A on the last paper I had to write. Uh, I can't yeah, I'm complain. I'm so happy about that. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so happy about that. I knew you would. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I even like I'm tooting my own horn, but you know what? I'm going to toot my own horn. I don't often. You deserve it. Oh, thank you. Uh, I was going to say. So I wrote this paper and there was a section in it that I was just like, oh, this is going to get me failed. This is so badly written. And when I got my paper back, my professor was like, phenomenal job on specific section that you spent all the time freaking out on. He didn't say that part, but <laughs> he was like, phenomenal job. And I was like, oh, my God, I stressed out for nothing. Isn't that the best? Like the part you were worried about the most is like the best part. Ugh. Ah, I, I didn't know it was going to happen. I was so surprised. Oh, how are you, Rhea? I am doing pretty good as well. It has been a very relaxing week. Our company gave us Friday off for like an employee appreciation day so i just kind of hung around and played uh mario kart and just did red and did all sorts of relaxing things and i liked it a lot oh that's awesome yeah gotta love a day off i know it's nice it's nice i have a free pass to go to the zoo i got it from the library they have like every year they get like a hundred of them or so and then they give them out for free to families who you know can't afford to go to the zoo and my mom and I chanced upon one uh, after going to three different libraries and I wanted to go on Friday but it was this weather sucks yeah it's so cold yeah what the fuck it's it's not spring quite yet like <laughs> no it's spring in our hearts but the earth she says no yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man but, uh, yeah, let's get into our regulars. What was the last movie you watched? Oh, I watched a phenomenal movie. I think I mentioned it last uh, episode, but the Arrow streaming service has some Vinegar Syndrome curated films in their collection mm. right now. And last night, Emma and I decided to watch one and we just picked one called The House of the Dead from 1978, directed by Sharon Miller. And it's an anthology film, very, very, very similar in premise to a movie we just talked about on the podcast recently, uh, Tales from the Hood, wherein mm. a character goes into a funeral home and the funeral director tells them stories about, like they take them into a room with a bunch of coffins and they tell them a story about each of the coffin and, and then the movie is showing how that person died in a spooky, scary way. And they all end the same. Uh, spoiler alert, but <laughs> I won't say exactly what the ending is, but it's pretty obvious <laughs> if you've seen any of these. Uh, She's an angel, obviously. <laughs> He's in <Yeah>. heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never heard of this. I, I want to watch it. It's great. Ooh. It's great. The Arrow streaming service, I can't remember how much it costs, but it is, if you like schlock, it is 100% up your alley like i mean i nice. i know you like schlock Rhea. i'm talking to the the dear listener yeah um <laughs> that's cool i'll have to check it out i love uh, uh i love uh finding an old horror movie that i've never heard anything about and then i just like it gets me all pumped up to go watch it right away <laughs> it makes me like it's just fun to find get surprised it's just fun to be surprised by something when you have no expectations yeah, yeah, exactly. That's always a wonderful feeling. Mm -hmm. and, and this movie has just such strong, like, backdoor pilot vibes. Like, each of the anthologies just feel like a backdoor pilot. <laughs> and we looked up the director, and I guess she'd done a lot of television. Oh, man, that's even better. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, man. 
Oh, I love that. Oh, what was the last oh, movie you watched? Uh, the last movie I watched was The Living Daylights, which was the first James Bond film with Timothy Dalton. I've never seen the whole thing. And uh, I just got in a mood to watch Timothy Dalton's uh, James Bond movies. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, this movie came out in 1987. And um, interestingly enough, my mom told me later that actually Timothy Dalton was offered Bond when he was in his late 20s, 27, and he turned it down because he thought he was too young. So when he finally came around to Bond, he was in his early 40s in the 80s. And I really like this Bond movie. You can feel it kind of setting the tone for how Bond's character would be in the Pierce Brosnan films and the Daniel Craig films. Uh, It was the first movie of like the older era where I felt like Bond... Like they, the writers and director actually worked to have Bond have like legitimate chemistry with the Bond girl instead of just like, I'm the manliest man and you're a sexy woman. Duh. And like there was a scene where they were at a a concert together and they were whispering together and giggling. And I'm like, man, they would have never shown Sean Connery giggling with a woman or even Roger Moore. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. I felt like they worked really hard to kind of actually show some compatibility between Bond and uh, his Bond girl. And in this one, he really only had the one relationship. Like usually in most Bond films, there's like the starter girl and then the main girl, right? And Mm -hmm. usually the starter girl is like either a villain or she dies tragically. And this movie had neither of those. It was just one girl that he met at the beginning of the film and their relationship uh, was uh, expanded on and uh, built upon as the film went on. And I thought that was really fascinating. I can't wait to watch his other one, which is called License to Kill. I know that at the time it was kind of criticized for being kind of dark in theme, which I find interesting, uh, especially since nowadays it's looked on more favorably, especially with regards to the Daniel Craig films, which have all been a little bit kind of dark anyway. So yeah, I've also Timothy Dalton is like one of the best looking Bonds I've ever seen with my little eyeballs. (laughs) And I, I really liked him a lot. Yeah, it was good. Awesome. I need to watch more of this James Bond. (laughs) (laughs) That you earthlings are so fond of. Also, the song, uh, The Living Daylights, was done by AHA. And it's actually a really, really cool 80s Bond theme. Like, up there with the Duran Duran uh, View to a Kill. I don't think I know it. They don't play it on the radio like they play a View to a Kill. Like, that song is on the radio constantly. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a perfect song, though, so I understand. Duran <laughs> <laughs> uh, Duran, still rocking. Like, yeah. Still, like, I, their 2016 album, uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but just mwah, chef's kiss. Nice. Nice. Love that. Huh. And speaking of music, uh, let's move on to... Aw, Badland Girl. Girl. That's my That's jam. That's my jam. Destiny, what's your jam? My jam, I'm just going to give a little caveat. Like, I'm a little embarrassed for my jam because it's a band I don't usually listen to. Oh, boy. I went out of my comfort zone, and I'm really building this up. Like, it's not going to be, like, a big (laughs) reveal. It might be to you. I don't know. But, like, I I just... Okay, so my friend Jessica, who's, like, beautiful and smart and, like, knows all the cool music, uh, made these playlists for me of her all-time favorite songs and i made some playlists for her and we swapped them and on one of them was this um like marching band version of the song tusk by fleetwood mac and so i went to the album and i listened to the the one with fleetwood mac and it's my jam i love this song (laughs) nice just not usually a fleetwood mac listener uh kind of find them just kind of just not my cup of tea i don't really even know why just uh, there's Mm -hmm. like a couple of other songs that i like from them but this one i'm just like i can't stop listening to it i don't know what it's like got this driving beat and the marching band and oh just so good nice that's awesome (laughs) i love that oh man 
<laughs> I just I uh, built that up way too much. <laughs> no, you didn't. Actually, like Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac is one of those bands too. Where I'm like, yeah, I like a few of their songs, but I don't. I'm not like a like attached to them the way some people seem to be attached to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But yeah. Cool. Shout out to Jessica. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Opening my mind. <laughs> What's your jam? Well, as we discussed last week, I asked Destiny for two uh, David Bowie albums to listen to. And just because I, I just wanted to get into David Bowie and Destiny is like the 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 knowledge queen of David Bowie in my <laughs> circle. <laughs> and... Um, she recommended uh, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and Low. And as she said in the last episode, she said, depending on which one I listened to, she would recommend what to come next. So I listened to them both. And I liked Ziggy Stardust quite a bit. It was, you know, it has all, it has some of the, you know, his biggest songs on there. And it was really cool. But man, Low cut me deep in my soul. It's and so, it's, my it's... jam is, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go. I, I, I want to hear your jam. I just, I'm really excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, my jam is the last track on the album Subterraneans, which is an instrumental track that is just so gorgeous. It just makes me want to go for a walk whenever I hear it. And it ends with these beautiful saxophones. Oh, my God. That album is so good. And what a closer of a song. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. That album, they were like, this is not going to sell with the instrumental tracks. Like, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm going to release it anyway. And it's considered one of his best. Um, but it's my personal favorite of David Bowie's work. I'm it's so good. So glad you like it. Yeah. All those, um, that B side was so, Oh, it's so perfect. <laughs> it is. It's just, Oh, it just exudes this sense of calm over me. And it's just so, it's so vibrant and different. And I think it's just so cool that, you know, he was like, at the height of his career and just did this album and was like, and just knowing that like, just like you said, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to just do it. And then just, that's so cool to me. Like, I love when, when musicians just do shit like that, it's fascinating. And they always put out some of their best work when they do stuff like that. Yeah. And he was like, he was always one of those artists that would wear his influences on his sleeve, you know, like he would tell Mm -hmm. you like, Oh, I, you know, was listening to a lot of craft work and I was listening to a lot, you know, Brian Eno and I got together and so forth. And it's just, you can hear it in every album, like what he's going for. And that one's just, it's just really special to me. Yeah. It's really good. I like it a lot. I'm so glad. I just love the cover of the album. Yeah. It's got this autumnal. Yes orangey like and, and Bowie's never looked more beautiful hair wise in my opinion <laughs> that's so true that's so true I'm a sucker for a redhead yeah oh man so yeah that's my jam Your and uh, she recommended Destiny recommended Station to Station next and I haven't listened yet but by the next time we record I will have and that'll probably be my jam then as well oh god I could write an essay on the title track right now I'm not going to <laughs> oh but we might have to do a David Bowie episode we might I've been thinking about this uh, somebody yeah. who has like a lot of like highs and lows and yeah he's just had an interesting life yeah for sure <laughs> Love it. Well, speaking of music, so we wanted to do an episode about love songs. Love songs! Because, I don't know, we were just talking about love songs and we wanted to do it. And actually, we were going to do like an all-encompassing episode, but we're going to split it into two now. So this is going to be our episode about love songs, our favorite love songs. And then the next episode is going to be about our favorite breakup songs. So it should be a nice, you know, high and low time. So get ready. Listen to them back to back in the middle of the night in a pitch black room, these episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Just like uh, Dark Side of the Moon and the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, Destiny, do you want us to start us off uh, talking about one of your favorite love songs? Sure, I'll talk about the song that inspired this episode. Okay. Uh, these are unranked, because uh, I cannot rank 
favorites, but um, I guess I'll save my most favorite for last. I don't know. It's hard. No, to that's pick. a good idea. Yeah, save your most favorite for last, and I'll do the same. Okay. 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 So, the song that inspired this episode is a little song called "Everlong" by nice. the Foo Fighters. And the reason I love this song so much, and I think it is a great love song, is because it's like about the softer moments of, oh, well, can I back up a little bit? Yes, go ahead. Uh, let's go back to ancient Greece. <laughs> <laughs> and a man named, uh, was it Aristotle or Plato that came up with the kinds of love? <laughs> I have no idea. I have oh, no shit. idea either. Oh, but there shit. Was, there was Eros, Agape, and Philia. Um, so there's there's romantic love, uh, erotic love, and sort of a familiar uh, brotherly love, friendshipy love. Uh, <laughs> so to me, this song falls in the sort of realm between Eros and... <laughs> agape perhaps i don't know uh just uh perfect being in perfect harmony with someone and and enjoying the uh moment of that well that was not how i expected you to to define this song it was aristotle by the way <laughs> oh I, thank you you're welcome i i actually really love that you use that as context because now our podcast just got it's master's degree because (laughs) 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 not expecting this level of academia in the podcast (laughs) i think my brain is just rotted now by being in grad school because i'm like i gotta like make connections i don't know um but yeah i just i just think the song is um it's hard to convey into words, but I just think it what it's trying to convey is just really deep and lovely and cozy. Nice. I love it. So a kind of theme of most of my love songs is just the kind of like, it's a lot of like right at the beginning of love or like even like like admiring and longing from afar and that just that kind of like bouncing uh just energy that lifts you up when you're in the first stages of love is kind of what defines a lot of the songs I chose right mm-hmm. and uh, a good example of this is the song Sugar Sugar by the Archies which is just a bubblegum masterpiece written for a fucking cartoon based off a comic of which I love. (laughs) And I just love that lyric. You are my candy girl and you got me wanting you. And it's just like this very happy, bubbly, bouncy song of just like those first stages of love when you really like someone and you just have to yell it from the rooftops. That's beautiful. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I also have a, a yelling from the rooftops love song. Oh, yeah? Uh, I guess. Hmm. Do I want to talk about it next? Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, this song is called Once More to See You by Mitski. Oh, that song is so fucking good. I love it. Like, you know, this is how you'll know I have a crush on you. Because I will make you... Uh, playlist and i will put this song in the top five like tracks <laughs> the first five track it'll be in there and, and you'll be like oh she's got capital f feelings oh man <laughs> it that's a definite kind of like a little bit of a lust song to me too uh which like borders on like love bordering on lust and lust bordering on love uh it's just great i just love everything she says Yes, the, the sun so setting good. on your neck through the rearview mirror. That lyric always gets me. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I I like that's... just the pinky promise kisses. Yes, that's a good lyric too. Oh, so good. That just evokes 
so much for me. Yeah, it's wonderful. Oh, I love that choice. Got me pumped. Yes. <laughs> uh, going along with like my theme and this theme we've kind of uh, just kind of set here. Uh, one of my ultimate all-time favorite love songs is Crimson and Clover. Now you can listen <gasps> to the... Ooh, yeah? I also have that song on my list. Yay! <laughs> I love it. Which one? The Tommy James and the Shondells or the yes. Joan Jett? I have the Tommy, uh, the, the Shondells. Yes. Okay. Man, the, oh, the first just lyric of that song, I don't hardly know her, but I think I could love her. That song rules. <laughs> I love that song because the lyrics don't really have like an overt meaning. It's very, 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 very cryptic and abstract. Yes. And you can kind of project whatever you want onto that. Crimson Clover can mean anything. Um, it, it, it's all subjective, but it's like weirdly rich. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's such a good song. Like the sim, it's so rich in its simplicity, and I just love it. That is the perfect way to put it. it yeah, it's like simple, but it's still like got a lot going on. And yeah, it just. I don't know what it is about it, but there's definitely something with the memory and nostalgia that it automatically has built into it with that For echoey, sure. g- echoey guitar. I don't know if that's yes. a guitar. I, it, it, it I don't is. know instruments. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is. Don't worry. <laughs> but there's something about that riff that evokes a dream for me. Yeah. Same. Ugh. Crimson and Clover. Um, is it back to me? Because I, uh, since we already did Crimson and Clover, do we want to take it back to you then? No, no, no. I want you. You go ahead. Okay. Um, this one is a love song that is about platonic love. It is, I believe, it's pronounced Yoga by Bjork. Oh. Uh, Man, I, I don't know oh. much about Bjork. I might need you to give you, for you to give me a starter album for her as well. Ooh, I would love to be your Bjork guide. Oh, yes. I Please. had a whole year of Bjork last year. Like, or not last year, two years ago. I had like a spiritual, emotional, and literal year of Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um... But yoga is just, it's kind of a love song to Iceland as well, uh, Bjork's homeland. But that's not the part that makes it my favorite, one of my favorite songs. It, it, it's, uh, I guess she like modeled the drums after like the volcanic beats of Iceland's geology. And I just kind of skimmed the Wikipedia page for this. But uh, I was happy to hear that the song is also about how she feels about her best friend. And Aww. I just, I just wanted to put, make sure I had some platonic love representation on the uh, list that I was making. Cause that's like a really almost like more important aspect of love in my life, at least like my platonic loves have always mattered more than my romantic loves. Uh, not that there's a hierarchy. Whoops. I hit my mic. Um, but I just, it's really important to me. It is also very important to me. And I love that you, that you chose this. That's wonderful. It's, it's such <laughs> I... a... Oh, go on. Oh no, I'm done. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> going to say something. Uh, but yeah, and it's got like a beautiful set of strings behind it, which you know how I love strings. <laughs> I do know how much you love strings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh boy. <laughs> well, right. my next song is uh, One in a Million by Aaliyah. Nice. And I am very drawn to a song that sounds like very moody and dark. And this one really evokes that kind of nighttime because there's crickets in the background of the song, which I always thought was really cool. That is and, cool. Uh, even though it kind of has this dark energy, the lyrics are just 100% like 
you know, enamorous kind of love. You know, your love is like one in a million. It goes on and on and on. And I just love that kind of like conflict between the sound and what you expect it to be and then the lyrics. Uh, there are a lot of 50 songs like this, and I do have one like this on my list. And uh, David Lynch did this a lot on the album he did with Angelo Badalamenti and Julie Cruz, um, where like it has like this dark energy, but like all the lyrics are like beautiful songs about, you know, romantic love and hopeful love and stuff like that. Oh, I, uh, definitely am a big huge fan of dark energy love songs um in fact i'm about to talk about one next (laughs) oh because what you're saying just flows so well into introducing this song but yeah no that's a great choice what a great i love that that song is just mostly mood um yeah great uh but my dark energy love song is a goth one it's a 80s jam enjoy the silence by depeche mode Oh, shit. That song is so good. Well, I never really thought about this until I was skimming the Wikipedia page because I like to look into like uh, song meanings uh, in in that way. Uh, There's many ways to interpret a song. Sometimes I just like hearing what the songwriter thinks. Um, But anyway, they were like, at first... um, he didn't like the uh, way that they like put so much into it because it's he's saying enjoy the silence like the song should be silent it should be quiet and they like crammed it full of um, the other members of the band crammed it full of uh, these electronic you know awesomeness uh, <laughs> and so it's just got a lot going on and it's a dance song but it's about the um, blissful solitude the comfortable silence of being with someone ah i really like that song a lot it's all i ever wanted (laughs) all i ever needed is here it's in his arms yeah words are words are unnecessary words are violence (laughs) oh man it's just one of the best yeah oh it makes me so happy that's like the best part is like making this list is like it made me really happy just like compiling this list (laughs) oh yes me too i ended up uh throwing a playlist together and what i'll do is um when the episode is done recording i will have ria send me her list and i will put all of our songs into a spotify playlist for you um so y'all can listen to that yeah i'm excited I'm um, critical of Spotify, but uh, yeah. I, I'm using it still. Uh, go yeah, ahead. Same, sorry. Same, same. <laughs> so my next song is an early 2000s indie hit. It is Spitting Games by Snow Patrol. I don't know this song. Oh, it is just like in the early 2000s, there were certain songs by certain bands where they just went really hard and loud as in contrast to even their other songs on the album that were usually just that kind of like mellow kind of, you know, indie, indie folk type inspiration. And whenever Mm -hmm. a band that is mostly indie folk does like a hard ass song, I'm like, fuck yeah. Why didn't you make a whole album like this? (laughs) This song is definitely that it is like this loud, just joyful song about a guy who has a person who has a crush on another person and just the kind of um, the feelings that go along with it. Like the lyric I like the most is like, I'm, I'm far too shy to speak to you at school. You make me numb and I'm not sure why. And it is, Ooh. Oh, I love this song so much. I like that lyric. Yeah. It's a good one. I really like that. That's, um, nice and evocative so i know i keep using that word but that's what music is it's evocative yes i agree <laughs> um what do i want to talk about next how about a song that i'm actually like i wrote notes like little tiny notes for each song that i picked but this song i couldn't think of any notes so i'm just gonna let it stand for itself it's uh you can have it all by yola tango Ooh. uh the lyrics are very repetitive if you want want my love take it baby take it baby you can have it all if you want want my heart take my heart take it baby 
uh there's a very good part at the end where they just repeat the take it baby part over and over and it's just like this is when i hear the song i just picture someone just kissing you know how like people do that thing where you grab someone and you just kiss all over their face <laughs> yes that's how i feel when i hear this song i'm like i just feel like kissing somebody all over their face oh man i'm gonna play that at our next game night and i'm gonna see who falls victim to this <laughs> it's gonna be tracy's cat that's a good one. That's good. She'll appreciate it. <laughs> she can have it all. Oh, man. See, I love that we're, like, just kind of going into, like, how these songs, like, make us feel. Like, I think I said once in a previous episode, I was talking about some uh, Prince song, and I said, when I hear it, I just want to kick over a table with just the <laughs> the force of emotion. And if you're wondering what the song is, I, it is I Would Die For You. So. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Yeah. I did not think of that, and I'm kicking myself. That's such a good one. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, oh Purple man. Rain is such a... Ooh, I, I, uh, one of my honorable mentions is a song from that album. Ooh, I can't wait to... I can't wait to hear it. But yeah, another one of mine is... <laughs> I'm trying to see. I'm gonna go with uh, one of my like satellite favorite bands that I don't really talk about too often the Beatles and I really love the song she loves you yeah 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 oh that song is so cool and just so much fun and it's so happy and out of their early era it is probably my one of my favorite songs from their early era of their kind of like sappy love songs I really like it it just feels like a cheer like a cheerleader yeah, song you know it kind of does it has like a very cute like puppy love vibe mm-hmm. yeah I am all and for it, that yeah it's just cool I like it a lot speaking of like simplistic um just simple uh this one I, I, I love it because it it's very, very uh, cryptic in, w- like, who or the, what is going on in the song. But it's very straightforward at the same time. It is called When I'm With You by Best Coast. Oh, this is on my list as well. It's great. The lyrics are just, when I'm with you, I have fun. And to me, that is, like, the epitome of loving. Just- yes. <laughs> having fun with someone oh man that song rules and i just i love it because it's early best coast um in her eps she had a lot of like um lo-fi energy with just a lot of crunchy guitars and super echoey vocals and this was probably the last song that kind of bridged the era of just her almost like not being able to really understand her lyrics from the super echoey era into her more kind of more uh, pronounced like indie rock kind of era. And it is just a beautiful song. It is one of her best for sure. Oh yeah. No, I love the way you described the music and uh, just to like kind of go back to the lyrics at the end. She, when she says, I hate sleeping alone. Just never related harder to something. Yeah. It's a good, that's a good way to end that song. I love it. Yeah. It's great. And I I like it too, because it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic love, like in the um, non-platonic sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, just, I totally agree. It's very open. Yeah. And interestingly, like that, that openness she did a a children's album and really uh, for yeah amazon sponsored it and that song she did a new version of that song on there just to kind of exemplify how open it is yeah that song could totally be about the love between a mother and her child yeah oh i love that so much (laughs) i thought you might Oh, boy. Your turn, my friend. Yes, thank you. I just realized that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we both had a lot to say about the song, so. Yeah. So my next one is uh, Johnny Angel by Shelley (laughs) Favari. This song is so corny and so cheesy, but there is a lyric in this song that 
just hits me to my core. And I was randomly scrolling through Etsy and someone had just put that lyric on a pin and I just bought the pin immediately. Like this was a <laughs> uh, Side note, this was before the strike, of which I am fully supporting, <laughs> by the way. And I was about to ask. I was like, oh, I hope it wasn't during the strike. No, it wasn't. I am, like, full 100% supporting the strike. This was, like, a year ago. <laughs> but okay. I just... Um, it's the lyric, like, you know, she's singing about Johnny Angel and how beautiful it is. But then the one lyric, she said, but he doesn't even know that I exist. And I saw that on that pin. I'm like, fuck! Kicked over my table. Ordered the pin. <laughs> Yeah, unrequited love. Give like a shout out to that because I know that well. Uh, Teenage Destiny was all about the unrequited crushes. Uh, just to shout out an honorable mention, uh, he doesn't know I'm alive by Janet Jackson. Oh, Ooh, that has a, like the same vibes to me. Yeah, for sure. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know what I want to talk about next. How about? Um, ooh, so this song, uh, Wild is the Wind, uh, by Nina Simone, specifically the Nina Simone version, lots of people have covered this song, included David, including David Bowie. Um, it's just, I don't know, it, it, it kind of speaks for itself. Um, our love is like the wind and wild is the wind. You know, enough said. That's so pretty. I love that. Yeah, and it's got that like simple piano, and oh, I just love it. It's 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 very slow and romantic. Ah, oh, I love a good song like that. Oh, that Definite make out jam. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> love a good make out so, jam. Oh yeah, should just had a make out jam episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my next one is going along those lines of what I mentioned earlier with like the atmosphere feels dark, but the song lyrics are actually super beautiful and uplifting. And it is, I only have eyes for you by the flamingos. Ooh, that is a great one. Yeah. I love a doo-wop band and the song has just this really almost foreboding atmosphere to it with lots of echo but the lyrics are just so beautiful but it's almost made a little bit haunting by the way the music is so dark i only have eyes for you you just imagine a pair of floating eyes in a forest it's like ah fuck with the (laughs) yeah you don't know if you want you don't know if you want those eyes yeah exactly (laughs) but but you're gonna begrudgingly take them because it's so mysterious yes exactly I definitely get that. That's um yeah, I I love this song. It's it's one of my favorites as well. Uh just I think one of the if you like okay, if you listen to a lot of Spotify, who I'm mm-hmm. critical of, I've <laughs> said before. Uh sometimes they'll put little stories about the songs as you listen to them and they do it for this song and somebody said that the song was on mars or something like that like the song is in outer space oh my god really like that's how they described it they didn't say like that was literally what they were going for but they were like this song started out as one thing and then it went to outer space or something like that something along the lines of that i don't have the exact quote but i just that's what i think of when i hear it i'm just like yeah there's just something otherworldly about this Yes, that's a great word, otherworldly. It's exactly how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good choice. Um, let's see. One, two. I think I have two more songs to talk about. So I'm saving my most, most favorite for last. Mm-hmm. So my ninth choice here is a Brian Eno song Ooh. called I'll Come Running. And it is about kind of love that jaded 36 year old me doesn't know she believes in which is like the permanent domestic quiet love where you grow old together i'm like i don't know if it's real <laughs> yeah, i have a good therapist uh, it's because we ask if we get older we know more people who get divorced than get married <laughs> right and also i just i've never i've never believed in marriage i've never seen that as like the end yeah. all be all of love so like mm. I mean, good for you if that's what works for you. But yeah, but no, this song is definitely about like a marriage of sorts. 
uh, I'm trying to think of, well, the <laughs> chorus is him saying, I'll come running to tie your shoe, which I just think is this beautiful romantic sentiment. I picture like two very old people just loving each other, just playing. One of them's playing cards while the other one's having tea and they're in the same room enjoying that Depeche Mode silence. And <laughs> they've been doing that for like 30 years. And that's what that song evokes for me. That's beautiful. I love it. Aww. Yeah, super love that song. Um, went through a Brian Eno phase in my early 20s, and uh, that's the one that's always just constant listening, just always on. <laughs> so before I get to my top track, so my next to last one I'm going to talk about uh, is a pump-up jam. So, of course, it's by Andrew W.K., and it is she is beautiful man i just love this kind of heavy rock song just about this this girl that he thinks is beautiful i love the first line there never knew girls existed like you now that i do i really want to get to know you and i just oh man that song is just like happy and dancey and hard and does andrew wk write anything else no but out of all of his, like, you know, like, his, like, kind of hits, like, Party Hard and shit, this is the best one. Let's be real. I'll fucking fight you. <laughs> not you. But I'll fight no. anybody. <laughs> I mean, he might fight me. I'm not the biggest Andrew WK fan. But oh, really? I, I appreciate, <laughs> I guess I appreciate him. I don't know. Like, is he even real? <laughs> I think he disappeared into the ether after 2009 ended. <laughs> and I, now he's just gone. <laughs> just into the mist. It's 2010. I will yeah. return to your planet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave my eyes behind. <laughs> In these woods of crimson and clover. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I guess the time has come to talk about my favorite love song of all time. Yes. I'm very curious to know what it is. It is about, uh, well, just like a transcendent love that transcends the mortal coil. It is videotape by Radiohead. Oh, yeah, Tell that's us on. More. Uh, it's on their album In Rainbows, and it's just like this very. Um, do I still have the lyrics up? I think I. Oh nope, I took them down, but. It's about this sort of um, love where, you know, you're, you know, you're going to have to say goodbye uh, and you want to appreciate, like, I'll just, I'll just read, I'll just read some lyrics. Um, Yes. This is one for the good days and I have it all in red, blue, green. You are my sinner when I spin away out of control on videotape. Um... This is my way of saying goodbye because I can't do it face to face. I'm talking to you before. Um, no matter what happens now, you shouldn't be afraid because I know today has been the most perfect day I've ever seen. Um, and oh, and the first lyric is when I'm at the pearly gates, this will be on my videotape. Wow, that's a really cool lyric. Yeah. I love it. And I just I love the idea of like conserving and videotape isn't permanent. But but trying to conserve the, the like the un uh you know the fleeting moments. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I understand completely. <laughs> and for some reason, that's just that's the one that hits me hardest. Ah, that's very beautiful. I love that. Radiohead well, couldn't couldn't Radiohead. do a list without him. Yeah, it makes sense that that would be the the top spot for you. And I love that. I love that so much. (laughs) Well, my song is a song from the 60s that I first saw in the movie Adventures in Babysitting and that I have since loved forever and ever and ever. And it is Then He Kissed Me by The Crystals. And this is a true, like, just symphonic... 60s love song with like a full orchestra and fucking castanets and just one of the most memorable guitar licks 
leading into the song and just going through it. And it was just a girl talking about how she went on a date and just like detailing how she fell in love with this guy. And then eventually they get married and it just, every little storytelling section ends with then, and then he kissed me. And it is such a good song. Timeless classic. I love it so much. Great song. Uh, I also was introduced to that song through that movie and I super love it. Yeah. Well, it's just so memorable, too, because, you know, it's just such a great opening for that movie. And just seeing her dance around her bedroom to it, mouthing along to the words, is very memorable for me. Yeah, it's a good opening. Did you have any honorable mentions, like songs that you almost put on your list, but then you were like, oh, no, I like these other songs a little bit more for my top ten? Yes, I do. I have a few. Um... I have She is Staggering by Polaris on here. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, (laughs) Also known as the love thing from Adventures of Pete and Pete. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That that song song is so pretty. Yeah. Great lyrics. She's staggering. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have uh, Best of My Love by The Emotions. It is a disco song. The best of my love. It's good shit. And then, uh, Like a Virgin by Madonna. (laughs) Do you have, what do you think that song's about? Are you one of those people that's like, uh, the Reservoir Dogs interpretation or (laughs) where, where are you on that? Okay. So I don't, I haven't seen Reservoir Reservoir Dogs. So you're going to have to explain what that is. Oh, it's just this crass, uh, monologue that somebody gives about how like that song's about a woman who gets fucked so good that it makes her feel like she was a virgin again. I, that's hysterical, but no, I feel like it's, it's a typical 80s song where it's just like, oh, we're going to have kind of a risque title, but the lyrics are about as tame as a carpenter song, you know, (laughs) when your heart beats next to my, you know, (laughs) there's a puppy love vibe to it, even though it's got like that kind of sexual uh, overtness to it. There is a puppy love vibe. There is. What about you? What are your honorable mentions? Um, I have a Sufjan Stevens song, uh, which in the grand tradition of Sufjan Stevens songs, it's a love song about either Jesus or another man uh, to be alone with you. <laughs> that's the that's the that's his uh, aesthetic. Just it's about Jesus or another man. Yeah, it's either gay or it's about Jesus. Like you can't uh, tell if he's, he's he's saying like you gave up a wife and a family, you took your clothes, you you gave up your ghost to be alone with me. I never knew a man who loved me, and it's he's oh, he's, he's very tight lipped about you know what specifically it's about. So people constantly debate like, well, no, he's talking about Jesus dying on the cross for him, and then other people are like, no, he's talking about a dude that gave up his literal wife and family to be with him, and it's like also like. How do you know it's Sufian that's the narrator of the song? Like, yes. why would you assume? Uh, uh, that's one of my takes. My other take is, does it matter? Because it's a beautiful love song either way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's so cool. Um, another one is off the Purple Rain album, Take Me With You by Prince. Yeah. Yeah, that song, talk about puppy love. Like, there's something very, like, youthful about the energy of that song, and it just makes me so happy. Awesome. But, yeah. Anything else? Mm, I'm trying to think of any I didn't write down beforehand. Like, does anything come to mind? No, I think I'm good. I just, uh, this was a lot of fun to put together. It was. I had a lot of fun kind of just like exploring these and I'm going to have a lot of fun exploring uh, the breakup songs. <laughs> oh my God. I've already got like two picked out. I'm so excited. I'm curious to see where our, uh, where we collide again. Cause we had a few uh, wonderful, uh, you know, kind of parallel lines here with um, when I'm with you and Crimson and Clover, which makes me happy whenever that happens with us. So me too. Especially because our tastes to... are so different. I know. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you like Crimson and Clover too? Yeah, let's kick over this table. That's the energy <laughs> I, I wanted this episode to have. And apparently it that's what it is because I've said it like five times already. So <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Repetition is uh, the heartbeat of life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
yeah, you could expect that next time is going to be our top 10 breakup songs, which is going to be so fun. It's just going to be uh, Paul Anka's Breaking Up is Hard to Do over and over again. <laughs> just each of us talking about it for 10 minutes at a time. Yeah. In intervals. Um, <laughs> that song. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but yes, thank you for listening to this episode. And uh, you should write into us at babblinggirls at gmail.com and tell us some of your favorite love songs. Or you can, you know, hit us up on the social medias too. We're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Tell us your favorite love songs. I want to know what moves your soul. Tell me. <laughs> yes. And don't forget to cite your sources. Yes, please. APA. And <laughs> Destiny's going to be fucking watching you all, okay? She got an A on a paper and she's on fucking fire right now. So uh, watch out, everyone. Uh, but yes, you can find us, like I said, you can write to us on Gmail, find us on social medias. We're uh, hosted on Abnormal Mapping, abnormalmapping.com slash badlandgirls. You can find classic episodes at badlandgirls.com. And Destiny is on another podcast called Repertory Screenings. And what are you watching, Destiny? Or is it too soon? Is it too soon? I think it's too soon. Yeah. We just, we're kind uh, of front-loading watched... some episodes. Yeah. yeah. We watched Todd Haynes Safe. And okay. uh, we will reveal, reveal the next movie in that episode. So I don't okay. know which will come out first. But if you listen to that, uh, it's a free podcast. You'll get to hear the next movie we talk about. Okay, cool. But yes, we will be back soon to talk about... How breaking up is hard to do. Or it's just either going to be that or it's going to be Hillary Duff so yesterday over and over and over again. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time. Always, always pizza, pizza rolls. rolls. You know I'm a snob. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs>